And now let's get a closer look at some of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us on the line. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Lena. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Made Friday, me. I know, right? Another one almost bites the dust. I mean, most people are probably just getting their day started. <laughs> That's right. I mean, uh, or just getting out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to start off the first hour with our keyword news portion, as always, trying to clarify some of these major headlines for you. Let's get started. This is our first pick of the day. Missiles launched again. So, as we just mentioned in the headline, North Korea has fired three short-range ballistic missiles. It's the first major provocation since the launch of the Yoon Song-yeol administration. It also comes ahead of that planned visit by U.S. President Joe Biden to South Korea. What do we know of this latest provocation, Ada? Yeah, so the Joint Chiefs of Staff said the military had detected three short-range ballistic missiles that they've been fired from the Sunan area of Pyongyang into the East Sea. Um, interestingly, North Korea normally launches its missiles in the morning, um, but yesterday's launches uh, reportedly took place in rapid succession late in the afternoon. Now, it is the first in what could be a series of provocations under the UN administration. Um, North Korea has a history of uh, rattling mm. new governments in South uh, Korea and the US as well in an apparent bid to kind of boost its bargaining chips in future negotiations if they do happen. Um, now, South Korea's military said it boosted its readiness and surveillance while maintaining close coordination with the United States, uh, comments that often come out with mm. such provocations, um, and it called on the North to immediately halt its repeated missile firings. Now, the White House National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, condemned the launch when he spoke by phone with his uh, South Korean counterpart, Kim Sang-han. Um, the two also discussed Joe Biden's visit to South Korea next week, of which North Korea will likely top the agenda items. Now, the White House Press Secretary, Jen Psaki, meanwhile, said the North may actually be ready to conduct a nuclear test uh, before the end of the month. And she said the U.S. has shared this information uh, with allies and partners and are closely coordinating with them. There's been many reports and hints that North Korea mm. might be conducting its seventh uh, nuclear test. Um, we haven't had really a, a glimpse of a timeline, but right. the U.S. thinks that uh, in the next uh, few weeks could be when that happens. But we'll have to wait and see. All right, we're going to stay with our North Korea coverage because it does look like the country confirmed its first, well, Omicron case. This is our second keyword of the day. First case. So North Korea has imposed a nationwide lockdown in response to control its first acknowledged COVID-19 outbreak. Uh, this breaks more than two years of a widely doubted claim of zero COVID infections out of North Korea. So what's the latest on them? Right. So state uh, media have reported an Omicron outbreak uh, in the capital, Pyongyang. And North Korea just now has actually said that it had confirmed 18,000 cases uh, yesterday alone. Uh, six people are also said to have died uh, from the virus, according to state media. Um, and the KCNA said that since the end of April, an unknown fever had broken out across the country, affecting 350,000 people. And it added that 162,200 people have been treated uh, so far. Now, a failure to slow infections in the north, of course, could have serious consequences because the country uh, is known to have a poor healthcare system. And also the north's 26 million people are believed to be mostly unvaccinated. Um, that's because North Korea has pretty much rejected uh, any kind of vaccine program, even when offered a supply by other countries. Now, 
Um, instead, North Korea has controlled COVID by sealing its borders, uh, mm. and uh, it has never recorded a case, despite mm. experts believing the virus has long been present there. Um, now, some experts say that North Korea, by its you know rare admission of an outbreak, may actually be seeking some outside aid, and uh, the outbreak actually forced leader Kim Jong Un to wear a mask in public, mm. uh, likely for the first time since the start of the pandemic. It's the first time that. Um, we've seen Kim Jong-un wear a mask in public uh, in, in the images and videos. Mm. Um, now, Kim called for a thorough lockdown of cities and counties and said workplaces should be isolated by units to block the virus from spreading. And he also urged health workers to step up disinfection efforts at workplaces and homes and mobilize reserve medical supplies. Now, despite the elevated virus response, though, Kim did order his officials to push ahead with um, scheduled construction and agricultural development and other state projects as well, while uh, bolstering the country's defence posture to avoid any security vacuum. We can tell by that uh, with the firing of the three short-range ballistic mm. missiles mm. that uh, pretty much it's business as usual over there in terms of its defence and weapons right. testing. Right. Um, Seoul's unification ministry says it is willing to help the North fight the outbreak, whether Pyongyang will accept uh, any help from Korea or uh, South Korea or any other country, of course, remains to be seen. We'll have to wait and see. All right. And on to our third keyword of the day. Extra budget. So details of the new government's extra budget have been announced. Uh, could you run us through the details, Adam? Sure. Now, the government has prepared a 59 trillion won supplementary budget and 36 trillion won will be used to stabilize prices and support small business owners that have been hit by the pandemic. It is the largest ever extra budget and was approved during a cabinet meeting yesterday and it will be submitted to the National Assembly today for passage uh, of the 36.4 trillion won, 26 uh, th- trillion won is to be spent for what the government is calling direct support of targeted businesses. For instance, an estimated uh, 3.7 million micro-enterprises as well as SMEs will be eligible Mm. to receive compensation between 6 million one and 10 million one respectively based on decline rates in their sales. The medium-sized enterprises were included on the list of possible beneficiaries under a condition that their sales have been reduced to a range between 1 billion one and 3 billion one. Emergency financing worth just under 2 trillion won is also planned for the debt-ridden businesses to take out new loans or repay loans at a lower uh, interest rate. Uh, The 36 trillion won additionally includes the expenses to stabilize uh, people's livelihoods, uh, namely preventative measures against the pandemic, cash handouts, uh, energy vouchers for low-income households and relief funds for regions hit recently by wildfires as well, so not just pandemic relief. Um, The remaining 23 trillion won uh, is for support of local government's administrative policies and relevant taxes. uh, And uh, how is all this going to be funded? Well, Mm. the government has no plans to issue bonds, so it doesn't want to get into more debt. Now, the budget will be financed with tax revenue surplus, uh, funds from the previous fiscal year and funds collected through restructured uh, spending um, mm. as well. Mm. Now, Finance Minister Chugyong also said the supplementary budget will only have a limited impact on inflation. There's been some concerns there. He noted that more than 70% of the near 60 trillion won is categorized as transfer payments. This commonly refers to efforts by local, provincial and federal governments to redistribute money to those in need. And mm. such payments 
do not really result in investment or exchange of goods and services and thus supposedly have no influence on uh, GDP or inflation. So that's why the government is downplaying inflation risks mm. uh, and the need to um, increase debt as well to fund the budget. All right. And finally, on to our fourth keyword of the day. Bear market. Not finally. We have five keywords. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So financial markets around the world have taken quite a beating in recent days. That might be an understatement. How do Korean markets fare? Uh, Not so well, unfortunately. Uh, Korean shares dropped by more than 1.5%, 1.6% actually on Thursday, to extend the losing streak to an eighth day. And technology stocks declined amid Concerns over high inflation and the global economic slowdown in general. Mm. Uh, the cost we fell 1.6% to actually hit the lowest level since November 19th, 2020. Uh, the main index continued to fall as investors expect the uh, US Fed to deliver a series of big rate hikes in the months to come. Uh, of course, to tame uh, inflation over there. Uh, at the moment, there seems to be no upward momentum due to further rate hikes in the US and the fallout from China's COVID-19 lockdown. Mm. Um, now, as the tumbling cosby keeps setting new li- uh, yearly lows each day, a group of companies is on track to actually withdraw their IPO plans. It's going to show the, uh, that investor sentiment is pretty much uh, uh, down at the moment. Right. And right. the Korean currency also fell sharply against the dollar as well. Um, something else to take note is that the cryptocurrency market has also uh, has taken quite a beating. It uh, has been quite shocked. Uh, Korea's Luna coin, which is the sister cryptocurrency of the quite controversial stablecoin Terra USD, has collapsed to nearly zero dollars. So pretty much worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, now Terra USD or UST uh, has been dragged into the spotlight in the last few days after the so-called stablecoin, which is supposed to be pegged one to one. With the US dollar fell sharply below the one dollar mark. So mm. it hasn't kept its promise, basically. Mm. It basically uses a complex minting and burning system for supply adjustments uh, and price stabilization. Mm. Uh, I won't go into too much details, but traders basically swap between Luna and UST. Right. Uh, when the UST value goes above or below the one to one ratio of the US dollar, uh, so it can hold that uh, value every time one dollar's worth of UST takes. A token is purchased, $1 of Luna is burned, and vice versa. Hence why it um, uh, Mm. promises to keep that ratio, but obviously that hasn't happened now. Mm. Um, According to CoinMarketCap, based on Wednesday's trade, Luna crashed about 97% to the $1 level, Mm. Terra USD to $0.60. Uh, Before the crash, Luna was actually valued at $119 last month, becoming the eighth largest coin in the global market. Mm. Um, So that is quite a crash. Uh, And Bitcoin prices also, just in the whole, uh, cryptocurrencies are down. Bitcoin is down to below uh, $30,000. We have a financial expert that joins us every Tuesday, and he says this excites him because it means it's a great investment opportunity to go go in now. But uh, overall, it seems investor sentiment would be down. I mean, considering that there is no end in sight when the inflation woes will be deterred. Yeah, well, as is, as is the case with any uh, financial <laughs> investment, especially with the crypto, always do take these kind of advisors with a grain of salt. Yes, they are down by quite right. a large amount and there will be a lot of bargain hunting going ahead, but it right. doesn't mean that we've actually bottomed out. There could be further <laughs> declines. So, you know, uh, to each their own, but still mm. always take uh, economic and financial advice with a grain of salt. And do your own research. That might be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And finally, as promised, on to our fifth keyword of the day. 
First summit. President Yoon Sung-yeol has made his debut on the international diplomatic stage, attending the second virtual global COVID-19 summit. How did it go and what were some of the promises? Right. Well, Yoon stressed Korea's role and responsibility in the world's battle against the pandemic. He noted Korea has been making contributions to the international society's efforts to end COVID-19 and build what he called a sustainable global response system for healthcare. Uh, and he added that the country will continue to do so under his government. Uh, and he also promised that Korea will make a $300 million contribution to an international initiative on COVID-19 response, which is known as the Access to COVID-19 Tools Accelerator, or ACT-A. It's a program um, on accelerating development, production, and equitable access to COVID-19 tests, treatments, and vaccines. Um, so far, Korea has made contributions worth $210 million to the COVID-19 vaccines advanced market commitment, which is basically a pillar of the ACTS-A program. Mm. Uh, there hasn't been any direct investments to the program itself. Now, mm. the new president also said Korea plans to establish a global manufacturing training hub. He said it will play a significant role in helping developing nations to develop and manufacture their own COVID-19 vaccines. That was actually a plan that was announced back in February, in fact, by um, Korea, the mm. WHO and the WHO Academy. Uh, now, Yoon added that Korea is supporting the establishment of financial intermediary funds under the World Bank, which he said will help the global community to cope with new epidemics and other new healthcare crises uh, efficiently. Mm. Um, and Yoon also called for more countries to unite in the fight against the virus and future outbreaks, saying health crises cannot be resolved by the efforts of just one or a few countries. The COVAX facility is still being operated too. This ACT-A program is to be differentiated with that? Yeah, completely. Uh, exactly. Uh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't hear the last part of, uh, of your the, question. Because the ACT A program is is yeah. relatively new to our listeners. It's to be differentiated right. with uh, COVAX. It is a different, yeah, it is right. a different initiative, but the kind of the overall aim of it is basically the same. It's basically helping with more vaccine equity, mm. uh, helping with future epidemics that might come out as mm. well. Mm. Um, so the aim and the the goal of the two initiatives are the same but yes they are separate yes thank you very much i Adam. apologize <laughs> <laughs> i think it's, it's the mask there's a muscle it might muffle my voice anyway thank you very much adam <laughs> you're welcome see you tomorrow no tomorrow we'll have a great weekend we'll oh, see you see monday. have a great week i'll see you next week yes <laughs> if you're listening to our program using the podcast service just a reminder that we do go live monday through friday 7 a.m korea standard time so tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.